Good morning, evening, afternoon. Oh, God knows. <laughs> no time, no clue what time of the day it is. Um, but re- re- welcome anyway to a very, very special Backstreet Boys. Um, the reason we don't know what time of day it is because we're very jet lagged. Instead of being in the studio in London or in a very freezing Arctic conditions world indoors at Birmingham, like we have been in the last, last few editions, we're actually here in the sunny Gold Coast. For the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, we're on the 16th floor. We've got a sea view of um, Surfer's Paradise. We have a spacious apartment. <laughs> and it's 30 degrees here, so we're, we're happy before we've even started. But we don't know what day it is. No. <laughs> but more important than any of that, what makes this a really special edition is we're actually here as the Track and Field News correspondents for the Commonwealth Games. We've gone up in the world. I think it's probably a first because the Track, track and Field News probably doesn't cover the Commonwealth Games usually because it's well, not, not in something, depth. Not in depth because it's not something that Americans tend to know about. So we thought we'd come and maybe teach everyone, thing a, bit, everyone a bit about it. So we'll have some new um, Cross the Atlantic listeners, hopefully. So maybe we should just take time, just a few seconds, to explain exactly who we are. I'm Jodie. I'm Bayo. Um, usually we have Claire with us as well, but we've literally crossed paths. She's gone from New Zealand back to London. We've gone from London to Australia. So Claire won't be on this edition, but you'll be hearing from her very soon. First of all, just want to say thanks to Track and Field News because it's a magazine that I've subscribed to for... Oh, God, way too many years. Since the 80s. <laughs> so to be here on their behalf is, is a real honour. And also, I expect a lot of the people who are listening today um, through Track and Field News, because this is going to be on their digital edition, um, probably know us going a long way back. Um, on the forums? On the forums. So um, hi Should we to... give our identities away? No. <laughs> you can probably all guess. Um, so hi to everybody from the Track and Field News forums who we've known for 20 years. We've been doing the Backstreet Boys uh, podcast for over a year now, and if you want to go onto iTunes, you can see all the backdated editions as well but let's get on with the commonwealth games hi i'm greg rutherford and you're listening to the backstraight boys you're a pro aren't you well you know (laughs) we're here in the gold coast the actual commonwealth games start tomorrow um it's well no the commonwealth games opening ceremonies tomorrow they actually starts on thursday assuming that it's tuesday today i think so yeah and the athletics starts on sunday so we've got a few few days to kind of get the lie of the land Work out what day it is. <laughs> Do some sunbathing. Yeah. All the important stuff. Um, but also, we're going to tr- really try and go out of our way to do a lot of interviews with some of the bigger stars that are here, the people who have got an interesting story to tell. And obviously, it's April, so it's a funny time of year. Um, people are just starting their seasons or people from down under. It's the end of their season and they're kind of preparing for the new one. So it's a bit t- topsy-turvy, but the weather here is phenomenal yeah, right now. Yeah, it's great. Lovely. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a really good games, I think. Um, and the thing is with the Commonwealth Games is it, it is a bit of a strange one. Like you said, people outside of the Commonwealth probably don't know what it is. So, Bayo, do you want to explain a little bit about the Commonwealth Games? Well, the Commonwealth Games originally it, it was called the Empire Games, wasn't it? And that comes from the British Empire. I think its its start is something maybe we're not quite as uh, how would you say quite as sort of excited about or <laughs> proud of as it was back in the day you know the British Commonwealth the British Empire is not something that we necessarily think of in a positive light these days but it's not really about that I don't see it as a celebration of that history really it's more to do with uh, a series of countries who've got something in common like, yeah. they're all English speaking in some way or another that's not to say that English is a first language but they all speak English in some way or another and we have a shared history um, be that good or bad yeah. I think now we look at it kind of as a, in a positive light we're looking at it as a, a way for those countries to come together and, and celebrate the, the sort of um, history we have even if not all that history is positive and a lot of Commonwealth countries actually do find it something to celebrate oh absolutely yeah. and it's a big deal for them so I mean for for us in England, the Commonwealth Games is not the pinnacle of sport. The Olympics and the World Championships, obviously, for athletics fans, 
is much more important. Probably the European Championships is probably held in a higher esteem as well. Mm. It, you're umming because it's a very it's very hit or miss the Commonwealth Games. The thing about the Commonwealth Games is, and what makes it a major championship, and I've had this debate for many many years with people who don't understand it, is. You, unless you actually are part of it, you can't quite understand it. It's such a huge event. Yeah. It's not as simple as just saying the athletics itself maybe isn't of the highest quality because there's how many other sports? Twenty or twenty something sports. So it's, I mean, it's like a mini Olympics. It's there like are a mini Olympics. Of other sports. It's the third biggest um, sporting event takes place after this in the Asian Games is the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. There are how many countries? Seventy something countries um, here, yeah, um, and it takes. And it takes over a whole city. It's not like the World Championships was in London last year. I had to think about that for a moment. It was in <laughs> London last year. Um, but it's in a vacuum. You know, it, 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 where it's taking place, it's a big thing. Thousands and thousands of people, of course, go. But if you're in East London, you will know about it. If you're in West London, it wouldn't affect your day in any way, shape or form. Apart from when they, the walks take over the centre of London. That's true, absolutely. <laughs> but here, just walking around, we've only been here a day. It's Commonwealth Games everywhere. You know, there, there's... Um, there's venues set up for concerts, there's um, markings on the streets, there's signs. It's bad. Everything about the city is taken over by the Commonwealth Games. And there's some sports, especially in the Commonwealth Games, that you don't really see anywhere else. We've got Rugby Sevens, which I know is in the Olympics now, but it's only recently been. And something and like netball. Well, both of those are massive sports yeah. in the Commonwealth. If you go to New Zealand or Australia, the big, biggest sports. So it's actually, um, we've got beach volleyball. I think beach volleyball, is it? Or volleyball? I don't know. Oh, no, we don't know. But, <laughs> but they are sports that are quite specific to so I remember when the Commonwealth Games was in Malaysia in 98, they had 10-pin bowling. Because they did, it's, it was yeah, brilliant, yeah. Because it's a really big sport there. So it's quite fun to have those kind of other sports to be involved. But also what you have to understand is for the countries that do take part in the Commonwealth Games, I mean, certainly Britain, I know here in Australia, it will be wall-to-wall TV coverage. Mm. It's treated in the same way as the Olympics. I mean, we know the quality isn't as high, but that doesn't mean the competition isn't as exciting. And it's certainly treated in that way. I mean, the, the BBC in Britain will be literally 24 hours Commonwealth Games yeah. for, the next, for the next week. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, you say that the um, quality isn't always that high, and that's true depending on some of the events. But you look at the countries that we have in the Commonwealth. Yes. So, first of all, you have Great Britain, but it's split up into four. So, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Then we also have Guernsey, the chat, like we have all the little ones. Yeah, yeah, all the little ones. So that's well. quite confusing. But then there's Jamaica, there's the Bahamas, there's Kenya, there's South Africa, there's Nigeria, there's Australia, New Zealand, there's Canada, there's India... Like, there's a lot of big athletics countries that, throughout the history of the Games, have had some of the biggest stars yeah, of all time. Because if, the if, you, Games. if you are a, um, an athlete from those countries, the Commonwealth Games is a big deal to you. You know, you want that Commonwealth gold medal. Just think a couple of years back when um, Greg Rutherford, he'd won everything yeah. apart from the Commonwealth Games. And I remember he won Athlete of the Year in the British, um, in Britain for that year. And people were saying, well, he didn't have that great a year. Yeah, but he got, that was his fourth medal. So he got what we call that the Grand Slam, you know, of all four medals. It was a big deal for him to get that Commonwealth gold medal and make sure he had all four medals that, um, that he could possibly win. So I was just doing a bit of um, research, looking back over the Commonwealth Games, and it started in 1930. Right. And just looking at some of the people who've won a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games who are also Olympic world champion or um, world record holders. There's a few randoms I've chucked in as well just because they're big names. But just listen to this list. 
So it's Marjorie Jackson, Shirley Strickland, Dorothy Odom Tyler, Roger Bannister versus John Landy, which we'll talk about later, one of the best races, most famous races of all time. Herb Elliott, Peter Snell, Kip Kano, David Henry, Lynn Davis, Mary Rand, Don Quarry, Raylene Boyle, Mary Peters, Ben Gipcho, Philbert Bailly, setting a world record in 74. Um, Alan Wells, um, John Walker, Mike Boyd, Dave Moorcroft, Henry Rono, Brendan Foster, Daley Thompson, Tessa Samson, Bert Cameron, Steve Cram, Rob D. Costello, Mark McCoy, Julius Correa. Going to take a uh, <laughs> Merle Notty. Um, Merle Notty, yay. Anne Aldane and Wendy Sly, that was a brilliant race. Because I sometimes get on a YouTube loop at three in the morning. Oh, a rabbit hole, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant race. Um, Debbie Flintoff, Debbie Brill, Glynis Nunn, Steve Ovette, Steve Cram, Liz McColgan, Lisa Martin, Sally Gunn, all in for Christie, Douglas Wakihuri, Chris Akabusi, Julius Karayuki, Steve Backley, Jonathan Edwards, Frankie Frederick, Samuel Matati, Mary Yonali, Kenny Kelly Holmes, Denise Lewis, Atto Bolden, Daniel Coleman. Oh, Maria Mutola, Hestry Clota, um, Asha Hansen, Kim Collins, Stephen Chirono, who then changed his name the next year to Saeed Shaheen. Um, and couldn't compete in the Commonwealth anymore. Ever again. Kelly Holmes, Paula Radcliffe, Yana Pittman, Asfa Powell, Ezekiel Kemboy, Steve Hooker, Phillips Adele, Sharon Simpson, Christina Horogu, Janeth Jepkoskai, Bridget Foster, Dorcas Inzakuri, Trisha Smith, Valerie Adams, Di Green, Donald Thomas, Nancy Lagat, Vivian Chariot... Danny Samuels, Sally Pearson, Milka Chamos, Kirani James, Nigel Amos, Derek Droon, um, uh, Greg Rutherford, Julius Jaeger, Eunice Sum, Faith Kit Jaeger, and have all won Olympic um, Commonwealth gold medals. Did you? Did, I think I thought you missed some. I probably then. did miss some. I'm out of breath. Um, did you not miss Dame Valerie Adams? <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't believe. Did you hear I said Valerie Adams. You didn't say Dame. You got to say Dame oh, Valerie yeah, Adams. Yeah, these days. If we yeah. don't say that. <laughs> but that's just saying the top end quality that there is there. Now some of those people will have won gold medals quite easily. Quite easily. Yeah. Some of them will have had a lot of trouble. The sprints obviously are very strong. Yeah. And, um, the, and the middle distance is assuming the Kenyans turn up. You know. Yeah. And you never know which Kenyans are going yeah. to turn up. And they still um, win. But it, overall, it, it really is a, a fun event. But what it also shows is that those people wanted to come yeah. at weird times of year. You know, there was uh, a, a Commonwealth Games in 1990, I think, which I think took place in January. Well, it was in Auckland. In Auckland, absolutely. And there was one um, in 2010, which took place in October. Mm-hmm. Um, but people still actually turn out for them, you know, because it, it's, a, it's a big deal to the countries that, that take part. Um, Talk, saying that, we also just named some of the really, really amazing people who have competed. And there's going to be some really amazing people here this year as well. Last couple of weeks ago, a month ago now, <laughs> we were at Birmingham at the World Indoors. And we spoke to some of the big names who are past and present, who have been to the, either coming to the Commonwealth Games this time or have been in the past. And they told us why they're here and why they love the Commonwealth Games. This is CJ Uja and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. So I'm here with the, the legendary Liz McColgan. Um, now Liz, we probably best know you for your 1991 World Championship win, um, where you won gold very soon after having your now superstar daughter Ailish. <laughs> um, but your first big international success was the, the Commonwealth Games in 1986, is that right? Yeah, in 1986 it was my first major really. Um, I hadn't really been known before. I was in the States on scholarship for four years. Um, won NC2As but over in Britain hadn't really done a lot so I came over to do the trials and caused quite a bit of a stir because I lapped everybody and they were trying to they, they said there was a rule if you got lapped you had to stop so that was a bit controversial but that qualified me for the Commonwealth Games which was my first major championship and obviously I went out and I won Scotland's only gold that year so it catapulted me into um, the big world of athletics and um, you know everybody sort of knew my name then and, and it was just really the big start of my career really. 
And of course, four years later, you went back and did the same and added a bronze. So you, um, I think you're still the only Scottish athlete to um, actually win a, a double gold. Um, you won a, a, a bronze as well in the 3,000 metres. Um, but this is for Scotland, isn't it? So it's the only opportunity you get to run um, as a Scot. Does that make a big difference to like, the um, excitement or your appreciation of the event? It does. I mean, as, as, as running for all the separate nations, you've got England, Scotland, Ireland and Wales, and we don't get to run for our separate nations. Yes, we're all under the big GB flag and we're all really happy to do that, but um, when you actually run for your own specific nation, Scotland, for me, um, it just means that a little bit more because you don't get the opportunity. And um, it's really good because it's a small team as well, so you really get to know all your teammates and you're really supportive of each other. You're very well supported. Um, Scottish Athletics has been great with um, the athletes and the coaches. They're very, very supportive of both. Um, even allowing me to go out to you know, um, show you with Ailish to train and things so um, it's a great honour to run for your country and I think it just makes you all the more determined to sort of try and win a medal for, for your country because you know you don't get the opportunity often every four years and it's not, that's a long time to wait Now you competed in every possible championships there was, indoors, outdoors Olympics, Worlds, cross country, marathon you know you, you did it all, what is it that makes the, the Commonwealth special? I think a lot of people really like the Commonwealth Games, I don't know, what, what is it specially about the Commonwealth Games you think is great? Yeah, I think the Commonwealth Games is really important. I think that it is as important as other championships. A lot of people kind of write it off and don't see it as a big major championship, but I think that's wrong. I think to win a medal at a championship is a great honour, and it's very difficult to do. It's not an easy task, whether it's Commonwealth Games, European Championships or World Championships. So I think the Commonwealth Games has a really big role to play. I think it's great for our younger team members because, you know, Commonwealth Games for me was my first championship um, the England team is going to have a lot of young people on it as well as the Scottish and the Irish and the Welsh and I think it's a great um, championship not only for the experienced athletes but it gives those less experienced athletes um, a great opportunity to experience the games but um, it's not as intense as an Olympics or a world championship because it's a lot more friendly than if I can say that because it's a smaller um, games you tend to be very sociable with other teams and, it, and it's just a really really good sort of deal breaker really you know to go and get experience and, and to enjoy um, running for you know the smaller nations as well so um, it does have a place and um, I think that it's wrong for people to say that the Commonwealth Games isn't as important and um, I mean hence the reason Ailish is actually you know trying to balance three championships in one year but um, it does have a place. I think what's, what a lot of people don't maybe realise who don't come from a Commonwealth country is that it's a multi-event um, championship so it's not just athletes there's swimmers and judo and all the other events as well which makes it a really big deal as you say you actually made your name at the Commonwealth Games um, yeah. to us in Britain and to people in the Commonwealth so it can actually make stars out of people and um, not just the, the world championships the Olympics the Commonwealth can still do that can't it? Yeah it's a, it's a really important championship to win and to be a Commonwealth Games championship does have a lot of kudos with it and I think that um, it's not an easy championship to win as I said earlier you know you've still got to put your neck on the line get out there and actually go through rounds and actually win um, and you know I always had really tough competition because you know um, Ken is there and the, you know some great runners in Britain and whatever and, you know so it was really good hard competition I didn't find it an easy task at all but what I did find was it gave me that experience and it was like a you know an, an early championship for me it was good stepping stones for me and um, that's why I went back four years later you know um, I wanted to be part of it again and you know I got a double gold but um, yeah I think people need to really focus on it and um, hopefully you know we'll get lots of good athletes getting lots of medals in 
come in our direction rather than other countries. <laughs> well, hopefully they can learn from your experience and do exactly the same. We want lots more stars like Liz Colgan in the GB team. <laughs> Thanks ever so much. So, hi, I'm here with Diane Modal. Now, Diane, you've been in a world final, you've been in an Olympic final, but you've also been to many Commonwealth Games. How do you compare the Commonwealth Games to the other big championships? So I've been fortunate enough to go to uh, four Commonwealth Games and win gold, silver and bronze. It's been an amazing experience for me. So the Commonwealth Games, uh, as you can imagine, mean an awful lot to me. It's where I won my first ever global medal, 1986, at the uh, Edinburgh Commonwealth Games. So the significance and the importance of it is, is personal. But also, um, as a British athlete, to be involved in the, in the top four, so that's World, that's Olympics, European and Commonwealth, they are the main events for any athlete to compete in. So to be able to compete in all four is extremely special. Because some people don't understand when you come from a non-Commonwealth country. The Commonwealth Games gets as much, if not more, um, coverage than the Europeans or the world's maybe. Well, the Commonwealth Games is significant for us because it's steeped in tradition and history um, and and you don't have to go very far back to look at the great athletes who have won medals at those Games, who then go on to win medals in the Olympic Games at the World Championships. And and for people who don't necessarily understand what the Commonwealth Games stands for, it's a bit like the Pan-American Games. It is crucial, it is essential, and what it does allow you to do is to stamp your athletic authority on a global stage against some of the best competitors in the world. So I'm here with Louis Vermont-Yonga, who just won a silver at the World Indoor Championships. Congratulations. What I want to ask you about is, are you going to go to the Commonwealth Games? Yes, I'm definitely going to the Commonwealth Games. I'm very excited uh, about the outdoor season. And uh, things didn't go the, the way I wanted today. But I'm quite happy of my personal best. And uh, it was my first World Indoor ever. Quite excited, you know. I got a medal for my country. That's us fulfilling whatever I wanted. And you're very lucky because in literally four weeks' time you have another chance to win another medal. What is the Commonwealth Games like in, in South Africa? Is it an important championship for South Africa? Yes, it is very um, important meeting for South Africa. And also, we don't like uh, value any international competition like as nothing. We just go there and do our best. I want to go there and show the world who are made of. Here I am with the World Indoor Chocolate Silver Medalist, Danielle Thompson-Dodd. Congratulations, that was a great competition for a silver medal. Yes, um, thank you very much. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I came into the competition wanting to get a, um, a personal best, which I did. And um, honestly, the, the silver medal was just a bonus because I knew the field of ladies were a really good, um, hard, tough, competitive field of ladies. So um, for me to come out with a silver medal, that's just a bonus on top of you know my initial expectation. You're relatively new to concentrating on the shot put, is that right? Because you used to do the discus more... Correct. Um, you know, all throughout high school, I really focused on um, the discus because that's the event I started with. And um, when I went to college, um, I, I, was, I was living in a state that was um, mostly cold. So for most of the year, we were inside. So that kind of like pushed me to focus more on the shop. And I found that, you know, when I gave it all my attention that I was getting really good at it. So I've only been really focusing on the, the, the shop put specifically for the last four years. And um, I mean, I've seen great results and I feel like there's a lot more to come. So you've 
flown very well here in Birmingham in the snow, but will we see you in the Gold Coast at the Commonwealth Games next month? That is the plan. Um, um, Jamaica hasn't officially announced their team to the public yet, but um, I've, I've had, I have a good distance, outdoor distance, so the plan is that I will um, definitely compete at the Commonwealth Games. And for someone from a Commonwealth country, how does the Commonwealth Games compare to something like the World Indoors? Um, I would say the Commonwealth Games is, um, to me, looked up looked at more um, because of you know Jamaica is a Commonwealth country so it's it's more prestigious for us because it's like the second best game to the Olympics so it, it'll be really good if I can also get a medal there because then you know it goes to show that like my consistency has been paying off and to get back-to-back medals that would be really good for my career. Now you had a lot of competition here at the World Indoors but you're flying off to the Gold Coast to compete against the greatest shot putter of all time, Valerie Adams. Have you ever competed against Valerie before? I have not and um, honestly I'm really looking forward to it because I know she's a, she's a fierce competitor and um, you know I, I know that it will not be easy to compete against her so I, I'm really looking forward to it. And obviously we don't know what forms Valerie's going to be in because she had a baby last October so it's going to be and she's got an L compete against you, she's probably worrying about you now. <laughs> well I'm not too sure about her worried about me um, but I do know that she just had her her, her beautiful daughter and um, you know I, I just I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that she's in her you know a, a really good shape after because it's not easy for us females you know um, especially her I, I think she's really brave for coming back um, after such a short time of, of giving birth but you know and, and to give life is such a beautiful thing, you know. So I, I really, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm really honestly looking forward to competing with her. Um, I just, you know, if she brings her A game, I'm, I'm going to bring my A game. And I, I, hopefully it should be a really good competition. Well, we can't wait for that great um, competition at the Commonwealth Games. Thank you very much for talking to us. Awesome, thank you. I'm here with Colin Jackson, who's won so many medals I can't even begin to start. But you started, the first time we knew you was a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games in 1986 behind Mark McCoy. Yeah, I must have been about three. No, <laughs> yeah, so are we. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember it all in, in kindergarten, so that's why we won the silver medal. But though, you know, it's really important, the Commonwealth Games. It's a real huge stepping stone to major championship performance, first of all. Uh, and so you're kind of learning your trade, how to go through all the rounds and do everything well there. But of course, at the Commonwealth, you have over two, two and a half billion people mm. that are in the Commonwealth. So when you think of a big major championships, it's a true global championships. And if you look at the list of people who, who own championship records and the best, they are some of the best athletes exactly. who ever graced this planet of all represented countries from the Commonwealth. So you have two Commonwealth gold medals and two silver medals. Is that right? That's right. Did I get that right? You did, you did. You did. And, and also, but what is important is you weren't, we weren't representing Great Britain, you were representing Wales. That's right. It's one of these rare, really rare opportunities for me to um, wear the vest of my voice. Right, which is the most interesting thing, really. Because people hear, you know, a Welsh accent, but sometimes they don't quite know where it's from. When it comes to the Commonwealth Games, I can represent Wales uh, and really fly that flag proudly. Uh, one last question, Colin. Why have you not aged at all in the last 30 years? Um, according to Denise Lewis, it's because I put my head in a freezer every night. But um, she's the right one to talk, right? Because she looks exactly the same. <laughs> so that's some of the biggest stars of the Commonwealth, well, of athletics, yeah. who have either been at one Commonwealth Games medals in the past and all saying why they want to come this time or, or why they wanted to go in the past. Yeah, so uh, it really does put it in perspective how, how important some people think these games are. And more than that, I just think they were a lot of fun. Oh my God, I love the Commonwealth Games. Now, this is going to be slightly controversial, okay? I'm looking forward to this Commonwealth Games more than I was the World Championships in London. No, I kind of agree. Because it's... Sometimes with the big championships, they're really important. And so you get really caught up in, like, 
it just becomes quite stressful, I think. Whereas the Commonwealth Games, win or lose, it's just, it's really more, they call them the friendly games. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, so the big stars will win, but also what I love is there's also some bizarre things that happen. Oh, God, yeah. And some really poor competition, which is really good fun. I'm just trying to think of some funny things. I remember in 2002, um, the Commonwealth Games were in Manchester, and it was built up as this big competition between Mark Lewis Francis and... Um, Dwayne Chambers. Dwayne Chambers. Um, and everyone had forgotten about Kim Collins. I don't know why, because... He was kind of there, but because it was in Britain. Yeah, but he was the only one of those two who's ever won a world medal. Sure, so. but it was, in, it was in Britain, and that was the thought was it was between the two. two so there's three. this whole big hype um, against them two. And come to the final, Mark Lewis Francis pulls a muscle, and Dwayne gets a cramp <laughs> at like 60 metres. So they both found a stumble. It was such an anti-climax, <laughs> wasn't it? Or a climax, I don't know. Either way, it was really good fun. Um, the thing I can't, I can't remember which year it was I need to go and look it up but I remember a few years back someone so a man made the discus final with 47 metres <laughs> <laughs> but he, this is what I love about it he made the final and that's what, that would have been his aim and he, and he achieved it and just that little victory in itself is fun. But I always say this about athletics. It, to me, it's not always about the uh, the world records and the gold medals. I could be sometimes much happier with someone setting a PB or winning a bronze or making a final mm-hmm. than I can with someone winning a gold medal. That Do you I remember? Was... I think it was might have been eighty six, and the, the Falkland. Obviously, we'd had the Falkland Islands War in eighty two or something. So yeah. the Falkland Islands were quite like a, a hot topic in the UK, and the um, Commonwealth Games were in Edinburgh that year. I think it was ninety because I think I remember it being like the other side of the world as opposed to being in, in Edinburgh. Okay. So. But, but the, the um, Commonwealth Games. Oh, was it ninety? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, what doesn't really matter what year it was. Two people from the Commonwealth Games ran the ten thousand meters, and I've got a feeling they were like related to the. Commonwealth Games Committee they were something. definitely 100% <laughs> definitely and they got lapped about 10 times <laughs> like just getting in everyone's way but once again it was a laugh but again also my thing about athletics it doesn't have to be the pinnacle sometimes you know, my favourite things are little funny little things that happen you know things that you remember years later when you can't remember who won but you can remember something fun that happened mm-hmm. like along the way I think and the Commonwealth Games are full of that kind of stuff um, Steve um Trackside 2018. He changed his he changed his Twitter every year. So I, Steve Mills. Steve yeah. Mills. Yeah, I <laughs> I think he changed it. I think it's 2018 now. Um, he posted something the other day, and I think it's the I think it might be the Trinidad or Bahamas relay team. Hundred meter doesn't have a hundred meter runner. Well, they don't. They've got a javelin thrown. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, I think it was 2010 when the British. Um, the four English, sorry, women's 4x4 four four. someone got injured so we had no one to run a leg in the 4x4 four four, so Joyce Madwaka did one gamely she took one for the team around 58 seconds but qualified for the final and we got a bronze medal <laughs> so she got a bronze medal as well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's what, fun what's also good is a lot of there's a lot of athletes who Finally, get their gold medal. Yeah, you know, at a Commonwealth Games, um, because for whatever reason, these are really, really great athletes. You know, who for one reason or another haven't won at the Olympics or Worlds, and to the general public at large, there's not necessarily a huge amount of difference between winning an Olympic or European or, or they don't necessarily to, know yeah, the to, difference. To us, we know the difference. We know the difference, of course. You, yeah. If you win a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games, that's a big deal in England, well, and you can launch a career off the back of that. But what you are is you're a gold medalist, and yeah. when, you, when you're announced as a gold medalist, the, the general public think, gold medalist! You know, they don't know the difference. I remember um, Peter Elliott, you yeah. know, who was... Peter Elliott in Britain was always slightly behind Cram Cohen Yvette. He was kind of like the, the fourth string 
dream, wasn't he? Even though he was a fantastic athlete. And got a medalist at World and I was gonna say, Olympics. Well, um, World Bronze Olympic Silver, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but he finally got that gold medal at the um, 1990 um, Commonwealth Games. And it was a huge deal. Peter Elliott, you know, who'd been in the shadow of his son, got his gold medal. No one cared that it wasn't like the very pinnacle. And it, he's got Olympic silver anyway. So it's not like he was a, um, you know, a loser. Yeah. So there's been some fantastic races at the Commonwealth Games as well over the years. I mean, I said about the Miracle Mile, which was John Landy and um, Roger Bannister. Uh, just, just quickly, which is so interesting because, I mean, obviously Roger Bannister just, just died. Um, he's so famous for running that 400, um, the four-minute mile, but never won an Olympic no. um, uh, medal. No. Um, didn't have the World Championships back then. I don't think he won the Europeans even. No, but I think he won the only thing he yeah, won. Yeah, he won the Commonwealth Games, which is well, like a, a, was a, this a, a big, big race. Like, of the year. Yeah. Because um, John Landy and Roger Bannister had been swapping... They were the only two people to have been under four minutes. They'd swapped it back and forth. And this race, which Roger Bannister won, it was the first time two people went under four minutes. And this is 54. 54, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, even then, it was a real big deal back then. You've got Philbert Bailly running a world record. Like and he just ran away, didn't yeah. he? Just, just beating, ran. Beating, yeah. John Walker, beating John Walker. Yeah. So, once again, a high-quality competition. Um, my oh, the, the best probably the best race of all time actually and this is, won't be a race that many people know about because it, it was at the Commonwealth Games and it was won by an Australian 5,000 metre runner called Andy Lloyd I mean haven't heard of him before haven't heard of him since <laughs> but Yobis Ondiiki was in that race fell over didn't finish um, John and Googie. John Ngugi was in that race as well now I'm not going to tell you what happens because it's just so amazing but um, we'll, we'll put a, um, a link we'll do a blog um, later, in, later in the week um, which I'm sure uh, will be on Track and Field News Digital Edition and we'll put a few YouTube links to some amazing races from, from the Commonwealth Games also I remember the women's 4x4 four four in 94 um, once, I'm not going to tell people what happened but on the last I leg I don't remember what happened what, uh, <laughs> uh, you can watch the video as well sure. but you've got the f- last leg and it's coming into 100 metres to go and the five women in, in contention are Sally Gunnell Fatima Youssef um, Kathy Freeman Sandy Richards and Charmaine Crooks Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it wasn't running a world record but what drama it was amazing so it's really I think that's what you need to look out for at the Commonwealth Games is don't necessarily expect world records you never know there might be a few I don't think there'll be a few here but there might I mean there have been a few over the years but really look at the competition and a lot, I think a lot of time in athletics we complain that it's all about the clock and people yeah, have forgotten how to run yes, races totally. it's certainly true on the circuit isn't it you yeah. know? and then it comes to championships and people don't know how to run races anymore which is why you get your mo's who like can win their races because people don't have that, um, that competitive spirit like they used to do they so we've told you a few of the greatest races of the Commonwealth Games and let's just go and hear from a few more people, past and present, who have won them. Hi, it's KJT and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. So I'm here with many time champion, I've lost count of the things you've won, Sally Pearson, and I just wanted to pick your brain about the Commonwealth Games, which are going to be in your hometown of the Gold Coast. Yeah, they certainly are and it's looking very good. The village is it's just up the road, I drive past it every single day. Yeah, I drive past the stadium probably once every few weeks, so yeah, it's... it's it's going to be exciting. The, the, I think about um, when you have a major championship or a major games in your home city, um, the way that you know that it's doing well is that it's in everyone, in the community's conversations. 
and it really is. Every time I step outside, every single person asks, oh, are you excited for the games? And they say it with such enthusiasm. And so I think if you can get that happening straight away, then you know it's going to be a successful Commonwealth Games. Cool. And for people who don't know what the Commonwealth Games is, obviously there's the Olympics and the World yeah. Championships, but people from the Commonwealth, Australia, yeah. Britain, Canada, yeah. Jamaica, Kenya, like some big countries, what does the Commonwealth Games mean? It, it, it means we obviously get to wear the, your country's uniform again, but it's a friendly game and everyone gets together and really enjoys themselves. And yes, it is a little bit more relaxed, but at the same time, it allows the next generation to have a stepping step stone, stepping stone to major championships, to the to the world championships, to the Olympics. <clears throat> you get to see some really great young stars forming, new stars forming for our sport and for many sports around the world as well. And um, I think for for us, the athletics team in Australia is very exciting. We have a lot of new athletes coming on board that the world is going to see and go, who is that and who do we actually be looking out for? And so that's what I really look forward to about the Commonwealth Games, seeing the new stars evolve. So your first Commonwealth Games was 2006, which was in Melbourne, and I was there. It was a really, oh, really good game. But So what experience did you learn there that in two years' time you were Olympic silver medalist. Yeah, I, I know, that's pretty ridiculous. I was 19 at the Commonwealth Games in 2006 and didn't even think that Beijing was even a, a thing that was going to happen for me. Um, and I think I learned how to be an international athlete there. There were so many lessons that I learned about how to focus and how to really um, prioritise what is important about major championships. Yes, it's fantastic to be at a major competition with 100,000 people watching you and cheering for you, but there's a certain way you have to be about yourself and you have to learn to, to make sure that the work that needs to be done is getting done and that competition, that race that you race, is being raced at the best of your ability. And I, nece I don't necessarily think I did that at Commonwealth Games because there was a lot of distraction um, and that I chose to sort of fall into. And, and ever since then, I, I learned how to control myself and how to control the controllables um, and learn how to race against the best in the world. And I, um, I think that's yeah what, what many athletes would have learned at such a young age at the Commonwealth Games. And yeah, as I said, the stepping stone to the next level. And the Commonwealth Games, it's, it is often at funny times of the year. It's in April this year. In 2010, it was in October. But you still stayed loyal to it. So it's, it's quite important to you. Oh, most definitely. That the Australians know what the Commonwealth Games are. They don't necessarily know the World Indoor Championships are. Because we don't have an indoor track in Australia, so they don't even know that it exists. Um, that's how much I have to teach our Australian public about athletics. But um, it is very important, and it's just, it's another sporting event that our country can really get behind and support, and and see the green and gold out there. And and Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast is even more special, obviously, because they get to see them firsthand live fast action straight in front of them without having to record it on TV because it's not at midnight or something. <laughs> well, you, you're going for your third gold medal. You've won the 100 medals for the last two games um, in your own hometown and we'll be there to cheer you on. So thank you very much for talking to us today. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Hi, I'm here with uh, world champion both indoors and out in out in the shop with Tom Walsh. Um, congratulations on retaining your title, but also happy birthday. You've had quite a good week. <laughs> yeah, it was my best birthday on Thursday. Uh, I haven't got a present from it yet, so I'm a little bit disappointed, but I'm sure I'll get one when I get home. Well, you've, so, got, a, you've got a gold medal. Yeah, no, well, it's a belated in prison, but it's great, isn't it? I'll take that. I don't need any presents, actually. Um, it's been a great week, you know. Um, throwing this well uh, and, and throwing that consistently well through the comp, 
uh, and to, to break that, that game's record, which I didn't even know how far it was, but to, to have that next to my name was something pretty cool as well. But you've had like a great six months or so. You won the world outdoors, you won the world indoors, and you've got another very big competition coming up any day now over your side of the world. Yeah. Um, so do you think you can make it three out of three at the Commonwealth Games? Why not? Yeah, you know, I uh, the only one I'm missing. Or yeah. there's two I'm missing. I'm missing Olympic gold and uh, Tom Games gold. Um, so you know, I've got to get that list ticked off, and I um, there's no reason why I can't. Barring injury, you know, I'm in great nick right now, uh, so there's no excuses for me. Well, you're going in this favourite, but the shop looks actually pretty high standard at Commonwealth. You've got like um, Odine Richards, you've got Jack O'Gill from your own yeah, country. Yeah. So it's not necessarily you're going to have it all your own way. No, there's uh, I think there's five guys that have thrown over 21 metres, um, so that, that's a pretty good standard compared to what it used to be. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be tough, and I know that I need to bring that type of game to within the shop. And of course you're from New Zealand and one of the big stories of the games is the return of Queen Valerie Adams. So oh, yes. it could be that Dame, New Zealand Dame, 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 Queen Dame Valerie yes, Adams. She's got every title imaginable. Um, so it could be that New Zealand have both the King and Queen of the Shop this year. Well we'd, we'd like to think so for sure. Um, you definitely don't want to miss out the Dame on Valerie Adams name because she will. She will find you and she will teach you a lesson. Uh, no, look, Val, me and Val, I've known Val for years and years and, and it's great to know not only not only me, but we've still got Valerie, and then we've still got Jacko, and then behind that we've got a good group of young stars coming through. Because um, you know we're just caretakers at the moment. We need to try and make the sport bigger and better, um, and that's what we're doing. Hopefully. But has she been a great inspiration on you in your career? Yes, she has. Been. She's been great, and I've uh, I spent a few European summers with her, uh, and she taught me you know, the lay of the land and uh, kind of what you need to do and what, what you shouldn't do as well. So she's been great for me. Well, congratulations. We'll see you on the Gold Coast and send so, her Listening to all those old champions really makes me excited for, the, for the later in the week but I think here we're going to and this is the other thing about the Commonwealth Games it is a place that someone can really announce themselves absolutely oh, it happens all the time yeah I mean the one that immediately comes to mind is Kristen Hoger in 2006 I remember being there oh yeah oh, it was the last time I was in Australia it was in, it was in Melbourne I remember screaming my head off because you know she'd been a good athlete and she beat um, she beat the world Olympic champion whose name from Bahamas Tonique Tonique Williams, Tonique Williams darling. Williams darling that's right I just remember having a meltdown and being told to be quiet by an Australian and <laughs> I, I won't tell you what I said to him but like um, yeah I mean, that, that was announced herself on, on the world stage Kathy well. Freeman the first yes. time we really heard of her was in 1990 when she was part of the relay team and then she came back in 94 and won the 200-400 double and also competed in the 4x4 relay, but I'm not going to tell you what happens there. <laughs> um, but that was that amazing historic moment when she ran around with the Australian flag and the Aboriginal yeah. flag, which really like was a huge newsworthy news story um, in Australia, but also around the rest of the world. And that's so important, isn't it? Because it's for, for her, for Australia, and the fact she made such a drama out of it I mean it says an awful lot about Australia she didn't make the drama they no. did but um, it is a great place for new athletes and I think there's going to be a few names that we're going to be looking out for yeah, at this game yeah. so who, what are you looking forward to most of all like what are, the, what are the big events to keep your eye on interestingly enough and this won't be something that's said a lot I probably say it more than most people but the women's shop put <laughs> is of such a high standard absolutely and not only is it sort of such a high standard but we have as we've already said the Queen, Her Royal Highness Dame um, Valerie Adams, um, coming back. So that makes it even more of a story because exactly. usually, I mean, historically, the shop at the Commonwealth Games has not been a great event. Valerie wins it, has won it often, yeah. um, and you can always get a medal by throwing 17 metres something yeah. at the Commonwealth Games, sometimes 16 metres something. But I think Valerie this year, she's actually ranked third with well, 1868, is it? That's of this year. You've no, got no. some people who've thrown further indoors 
So it's, I don't know, on the Commonwealth rankings. I know, but I'm saying at the moment, she's, yeah. she's ranked third, but every competition she's got better. So don't look at her coming in third and thinking that she's not going to be able to do it. But what she does have is competition, so... Yeah, well, she's got, obviously, Valerie's coming back. She's just had a baby, um, not even six months ago. Yeah. So um, she's coming back into form. Um, we've got Danielle Thomas-Dodd, who was the silver medalist silver medal, yeah. at the World, World Indoors. Indoors improving very very fast in 1922 and as you heard we spoke to her and she's really excited to be competing against Valerie Cleopatra Burrell um, is over 18 metres Brittany Carew I spoke to Brittany Carew me and Brittany Carew made really good friends in the foyer of the hotel at 4am <laughs> at the World Indoor Championships I don't know won't say why we were in the hotel um, foyer at 4am but um, she was saying she'd never compete against Valerie because really? she's relatively young yeah. she hasn't been you know Valerie was injured wasn't she and then she um, and then she had a baby and so she was uh, super super excited to be to competing against her there's, there's also um, Mandreet Kaur from India right yes so once again a country that you don't hear of very often but she's well over 18 metres as well so it's going to take 18 metres to get a medal this time to, you yeah. might not even be top 6 with 18 metres which you can something you can never say before yeah. but that's what's great it's not 20 metres it's not world record distance yeah but come but on it wasn't that long ago before the, since when the Olympics was won in under 20 metres yeah, so exactly. like you know, <laughs> But the level of competition is going to be, it's going to be brilliant. Yeah. The men's 200. The men's 200 is absolutely stacked. Especially and as the men's 200 in the last couple of years has been a bit ropey, let's but, be honest. But it's stacked without having yeah. the massive names here as well. Well, which massive names? Not that many massive names anymore. <laughs> That's well, there's, there's, I'm saying there's no Americans here. Yeah. The world champion won't be here. But... And even like the, the, the best South African is, is injured. So. Like, yes, yes. But South Africa are like, uh, they've, I don't know where all these sprinters suddenly came from. So Clarence Mangioy, um, who is the new African record holder, he ran 1969 uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh. He must be the favourite. Look, Solo Adams has run to, um, 2001. Um, Javawana has done 2007. Um, Stephen Gardner from Jamaica has done 2020. Zarnell Hughes has done 2023. I'm guessing that Isaac McQuarla, who's going to be here from the 400, went 43.70, so I think it was a new PB, just a couple of weeks ago. I'm guessing he'll do the 200. Warren Weir's and here. And they don't, they don't have a lap this time, do they? So there'll be no reason for him to get ill. Exactly. Um, Johan Blake's also in the 100, and I think in, in the 200. So that, if that was the top eight, that could be at any championships. That's almost better than the final at the World Championships. Absolutely. We're a little bit unsure of some of the start lists because they're very provisional. <laughs> well, what they are is they haven't been released yet. We've been told who's supposed to be here from the countries, but so, for example... Messing um, Ogobari is yeah. in the 100, 200 and long jump on the list. She says she's not coming, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what she's doing on the list. But you never know, she might, get, um, she might decide to, uh, to, at the last minute because she set a new African record in the 200 metres the other week as well, being right. Marianne Yarnis. So it would be great if she could come here because Elaine Thompson's here, Dina Asher-Smith's here as well. So that would be a great 200 metres. The men's 400 is absolutely stacked. Well, we've got Nkwala, we've got the other Botswanans, we've got the... There's, there's three Botswanans, I think, in the top three in the Commonwealth at the moment. Um, they're really a team... Sh- oh, if you add in... Um, Nigel Amos. Nigel Amos. Their relay team should be amazing, but I think we've been saying that for a few years now, haven't we? It's but never it's quite the same, but the same for the South African men's 100 relay team, right. who didn't bother to qualify for no, the they World, did they? Olympics or World, World Championships, one of, one of them. Um, but, I mean, on paper, they have a, a team that can run on 37, maybe but, something. So, I mean, what also happens, though, which is interesting, because the United Kingdom or the Great Britain's team are split into four the British teams get diluted, yeah. don't they? So where we may have like uh, the women's four by 
um, 400 is always a really strong team. This year, at least two of our best 400 meter runners are going to be running for Scotland. Scotland's team is actually probably better than England's Possibly. team, isn't it? So yeah. uh, also that that opens up opportunities for other people to get medals where we maybe should. In 2010, be. India won the women's four by four. Yeah, but then they all got disqualified for taking drugs. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope there's none of that happening. None of that, no. Um, but that's to, to some of the things we're looking forward to. Also, um, the men's shot put. I think the, the actual performance of the game will probably be from Thomas Walsh, who is just on fire at the moment. Well, we spoke to him like last week, didn't yeah. we? He said he was super excited about being He's here. He's thrown even further since then. He's right. thrown the sixth best of all time. Wow. And the, probably the real, the real world record. So um, He's such a nice guy. Yeah. And that's, I think, what we're going to be really looking forward to here. Um, enjoying the sport taking it for what it is and enjoying the competition and also we're going to be searching out some some of the big stars here but also try and find some old people old people <laughs> trying to legends. find some, some legends as well um, to, so we can have a chat to them as well just talking- should though can I just say we um, go around the world watching athletics you know uh, we love athletics we will watch anything but our favourite thing in the entire world always has been is finding like proper legends from the past we will do you know and we can sniff them out at 100 <laughs> meters can't we you know um here we are in the um um in australia which is so in australia you don't expect you know you don't expect to come here that often yeah. you don't see australian people in europe you know coming that far the, the sort of older ones so now we're here there are a few people that i really 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 want to meet we met raylene boyle last time we luck me, we were lucky enough to meet betty cuthbert a few years back I'm just saying that Marjorie Jackson is still alive, and if she is in the Gold Coast, she's unfortunately going to get bombarded by us too. So, um, so we'll be looking forward to that. And also, what I'm going to do on the Track and Field News Forum, I'm going to put a thread, um, the Backstroke Boys at the Commonwealth Games. So if anybody on there has got any comments, any questions they'd like us to ask athletes, any athletes they'd specifically like us to go and find... Let's have a good chat on there. You can let us know what you're, what you're thinking. It's nice to keep it interactive. We can name check you on the next podcast as well. So we're here in the sunshine, enjoying ourselves, waiting for the sport to start in a few days' time. Um, we're going to work very hard for you guys, I promise. We promise you, Gary. In between sunbathing. Um, but we'll come back in a few days' time with an update of the podcast. Look out on the, on the Track and Field News um, digital edition for this and also for some a few blogs as well. Absolutely, but drinking is a traditional sport in Australia, isn't it? I think we can win our medals. <laughs>